All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here. I'm uh, coming to you on a nice and sunny Wednesday morning here in eastern Pennsylvania. If we're getting into spring, it's March. I'm not going to declare winter officially over, but um, we're getting close. I'm here with Steve Parisi from IPC Global. Steve, how are you feeling today? Mike, fantastic this morning. Went for a nice run. It is warming up outside and it's nice and sunny. Yeah, yeah, we're both ex we're both excited about it, as you can tell. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, for anybody out there who has been listening to this podcast series or who knows me, you know that uh, I am a brokerage director with Mass Mutual in Eastern Pennsylvania. Um, I talk about Mass Mutual all day long. I live, eat, and breathe. Mass Mutual products and, and some of the things that we do, but I am independent and um, I've got relationships with Guardian. I've got relationships with New York Life. Um, I can do business with, you know, really any carrier that I choose, whether it's personal production or whether I'm uh, servicing one of my brokers. So I wanted to talk to Steve today about, you know, I know a lot of, of Steve and IBC's business is focused with the Guardian focused with Mass Mutual, not all of it, but a good deal of it. I know that that's certainly uh, where I am. Um, Steve, when you're talking to clients or when you're talking to other brokers, what does that conversation sound like when explaining the differences between some of these companies or maybe a, a second tier company without sounding like you're just really pushing your brand, you know? Yeah, good question. So going over different carriers, and if I primarily utilize, say myself, Guardian and Mass Mutual in no particular order, and someone's considering other carriers like, like a Lafayette, Ohio National, Northwestern, whoever, how do you provide full transparency without saying, well, you know, those other companies are okay, but here's a million reasons why the carriers we recommend are better and just ignore them or they stink, <laughs> like the conversations we hear. Yeah, you know, the thing is, um, we show really any and all options that someone wants to see. Every company except for Northwestern, I'd have to reach out to a different contact because their setup is exclusive to their career agents. They don't allow brokerage business. Um, but aside from that, I mean, if someone has questions on different companies, my main objective is not to say, here's the information and here's why one is better. Like, no. If I'm shopping for a product on Amazon or looking at different cars, whatever it might be, I want to know the features and benefits, different options for myself, and then I can make the decision. I don't want a salesman or you know dealer saying, well, this one's better over here they're selling it. So of course they're going to say that. And if they start to badmouth the other carrier or the other you know competitor, I, I hate that. <laughs> so without getting too emotional and getting into that point is we train our people not to do that and be factual. So for example, when looking at different insurance carriers, like the main thing I look at is quality and flexibility. So when I say that quality, I want, if someone's going to purchase a policy and their goal is cash value, they want maximum cash value, 
short term, long term, I'm going to go through, okay, here are carriers historical performance. Here's their current illustrations, but here's what they've actually done. The life insurance industry is notorious for showing good looking illustrations and then not delivering on par, under delivering to what was shown. And that that upsets someone, a client, if they're buying it saying, hey, I'm going to have this much money and they don't, like they look at their cash value. And we hear all the time, hey, you know, a policy is not about the cash value. To someone that's buying it or putting in $100,000, $500,000 per year, it is. Like, I'm like, come on, it is. Yes, the death benefit has importance there, but they're interested in the cash value. So what I've seen to be a consistency and the proof I've seen dates back 1975 to current is four carriers have been extremely upfront, full disclosure, policies that have lived the test of time and delivered strong cash values being Mass Mutual, Guardian, New York Life, and Northwestern Mutual. They go back and forth with each other. They all say they're the best, <laughs> but the reality is of it is I've seen them go, go back and forth when I've studied independent policy. So you're saying those four historical data is readily accessible. Cor- correct. So I've got it, received it from the carriers. We also have... Maybe not readily accessible, but you've been able to pry it out of somebody's Co- Correct. Correct. And then also what we've been able to do, which I think is even more valuable, is with those four carriers and other companies, people have shared their, their policies with us that they bought back in the 1980s. Some of them are pre-MEC change laws, the 1990s, early 2000s. And some were designed with a base premium only. Some were a base premium PUA blend. But they they shared the information, were able to measure, hey, what's the actual internal rate of return? Is it over 4%, 5%? Or is it one of those games where hey, I'm doing 2.5%? They told me I was going to do 4 5 plus. It's like, okay, I don't want that. And what we've seen, again, is going back, those four, quality has been consistent there. So again, with the quality, like my big thing with working with someone, whether they work with us or not, is when we purchase it or set it up, we want to make sure that we're not going to have buyer's remorse because the product didn't perform, it under-delivered, we regret it, we say, ah, that guy's no good. I don't want that. Um, It it drives me nuts. Like when I see it, it's like, no. So we want to make sure it's set up for maximum quality first. Um, Any any questions on that or points you want me to yeah on so that? i guess my my question would be have you all right i'm i'm a i'm a prospective client and i've been doing some research and i come to you and i say steve i'm enthralled with you know abc company that is not one of those four big mutuals that you just mentioned yeah are you saying that you've tried to get that same historical data from those other companies and been unsuccessful? Or are you saying that you would urge that person to try to secure that data and then you would help them interpret it? Yeah, great question. So both. Um, We try and secure it every year from carriers that want us to work with them. um, And we've been unsuccessful. One smaller carrier has provided some data and they're proactive in in searching for the the information we want. but what I usually get from a small carrier when we ask them every year is 
we can't disclose that. Or you mean dividend history? I'm like, no, I don't want the dividend history. I want actual performance. Um, and it's just always like pulling teeth and they, nothing at the end of the day. What we have gotten from a lot- I would just to interject there. I mean, some of that is, I'm sure- we don't want you to see under the hood. Yeah. I would bet also that a lot of that is just inept tech systems at the at that carrier level. Yeah. Like not even so much hiding information, but inability to pull it together. Yeah, I would fully agree with that. Um, and kind of on the same point, though, we always urge the individual to do that. If they're they're working with someone, we can write all those carriers and we model them too, which I'll get into that in a second. But we have, like those big four companies, obtained data from a lot of small carriers, people that, people that have purchased policies a while back and measured the internal rates of return. Um, and it's not the same case that I've seen with the big guys. And to kind of, I guess, put a, a bow on this or, or tie it all up is when we work with banks, right? So there's a bank we worked with last year, we're working with one right now on a bully deal. And when you work with them, I mean, they look at everything. I mean, you cannot come in there and try and say, well, this carrier is like, hey, show us the ratings, show us the historical performance, show us the guarantees, number focused. If you try and smooth talk them, you're out. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't work. So what the bank looked at the first time around, without getting into any information um, as far as who they are and such, Mass Mutual and Guardian. Guardian's Boldly product is geared for community banks. It's a little bit different. But the next round that we're looking at now looked at different vendors. Guess who came up? Mass, Guardian, New York Life. Northwestern is a decent one as well. My point there is the wealthy, the corporations, the banks have already figured it out. And they've got this data on their books because they've been doing it for so long. So if we are someone that says, okay, I'm having a hard time getting the data or I don't want it because it's too technical, just set it up right for me, Steve. Make sure I'm with the right right company, right product. My big thing is, well, copy the people that have figured it out already. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, you know, keeping up with the Joneses branding. Yeah. It's... These folks have, you know, we were talking about the cars before, yeah. you know, th this isn't a, this isn't a brand conversation. It's a understanding all the pertinent details and making the right choice type of conversation. Correct. Meaning if I'm deciding, between, you know, I told you before the last car I bought was a Jeep and it wasn't a financial financially motivated purchase. I was looking at a Mercedes sedan. I was looking at an Audi SUV and I was looking at a Jeep and I was leaning one way for a while. And then after a while I swung and I bought the Jeep and it didn't have anything to do with dollars and cents. Um, but I, it was the right vehicle for me. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with branding. It doesn't, it's not like that. And this is the same kind of situation. I mean, when you work with these high net worth people and executives at corporations and banks, they're not saying, I want to buy Mass Mutual. I want to buy New York Life because my, uh, you know, my buddy that I golf with on Saturdays, who's the executive at 
you know, the bank down the street, that's what they got. That's that doesn't factor into this <laughs> with these folks, you know? No, no, not at all. Um, so, I mean, that's that's on the quality piece. So it's it's proof of performance, actually seeing it, not just hearing about it um, right. and not an illustration, real performance. But then to your point, to kind of loop back to the question, we've got someone who's looking at another illustration or look, considering a different company. I don't want to blast that company because there is a chance maybe we, I just haven't seen the data and they have delivered in the past. So I never want to discount someone. Um, how I look at it is, okay, what are the pros, cons, features, benefits? You know, if you take a couple, couple carriers and it, this, it really depends how long someone wants to pay in, how much flexibility without getting into the details. I mean, I'll say if someone is looking at uh, different carriers, Guardian, for example, their sweet spot when I'm looking at guaranteed and non-guaranteed values is if I'm max funding the policy, they'll allow me to 10x my base premium PUAs. I can juice that policy, early cash value, strong long-term cash value. If I'm funding 10 years or less at the max level, I can pay beyond that, but not at the, the max level anymore. We can structure it in a way where that thing hums, breaks even very early and looks good. The guarantees we get breaking even sometimes around year five, guaranteed. So that's one example. Mass mutual, behemoth of a company. If someone says, hey, I might fund 10 years, but if I change my mind, I want to fund for 30 years but I don't want to have to design the policy any differently. They, it, with their different PUA riders, you can design it to continue to pump money in for a long time and functions beautifully. The difference between the two and what will help one refine their decision-making process is Guardian's got a very, very flexible PUA. A lot of people like that. You can commit to a base premium only and just throw PUAs in at leisure. It can be through a mobile app. I mean, very flexible. Mass Mutual has built in some flexibility. Their product is definitely improved, but still, in my opinion, where they are most equipped for, for convenience for a client is they can have flexibility, but having the ability to make a payment adjustment one time per year on your anniversary date, someone that has the funds already, they don't necessarily need that flexibility, you can do a lot of good with them. So I pay in 100,000 year one, 50,000 year two, 80,000, as long as it's on the anniversary date, we can easily make the adjustment on the back end and they make the payment they want and can do a lot of damage and avoid medical underwriting, jumping through loopholes and everything, the stuff no one wants. So two examples there. And if someone's looking at Lafayette, they've got flexibility similar to Guardian. We can add PUAs at discretion. Their online portal setup is not as convenient. Um, their term riders function a bit differently where, uh, how can I put this? You don't have a blended PUA, a one-year term. It's a level term rider. So that's going to impact the MEC limit when we drop that term rider. You might be capped out as far as how much you can add. Anyway, I, I can keep going with different carriers and such. Point being is having that knowledge from a consumer side without getting too technical, unless you want to get technical, then I'll go all day long. Um, but having that knowledge is valuable. That way, you know, okay, here's how I can drive this policy, this car, and then here's how I can't drive it. And then does it fit with what I want to do? All right, and then I can pull the trigger and go. All right, so you're, my, my example where um, I'm a prospective client, I've been doing some research, I come to you and let, let's use Lafayette Life as an example. We're, you know, a yeah. good 
uh, you know, I would say in our business, well-known, smaller yeah. company um, who uh, my experience has been has, you know, pretty decent product. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm enthralled with them, you're going to show me options. But Lafayette is going to be one of them. And it's going to yeah. be on the table as here's what this policy does. Here's what it doesn't do. Here's what the other ones do. Here's what they don't do. You make up your mind. Exactly. You know, one thing that I I like about Lafayette is their PUA limit is not a multiplier. Like take Mass or Guardian, you can 10x your base premium. With Mass, that's your total payment. Guardian, it's 11x. So for example, if I want to put in 100 grand per year, I've got to have a base premium of at least 10k. Like that's as low as I can go with a Mass Mutual. Lafayette Life does not have a multiplier. They've got uh, annual PUA limit of 500K. They do have a multiplier in their term rider, which you'll need for a, a heavy PUA blend. But there's been times we've modeled policies where we drove that premium down. The lowest we got it was like three and a half percent of an individual's total payment. So that looks good on the guarantees and upfront cash value. I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay that does look really, really good. And if someone's just struggling with the early cash value, that's their objection. I don't want to tell them, oh, don't worry about that. No, that's what they're concerned about. We want to make sure we we express that or, or hit that on the, the head is, okay, here's one solution that can overcome it. Okay, what am I giving up for that? Well, what we potentially give up, no proof of performance, a little bit lack of convenience when we look at the other carriers that are more equipped with their technology and online portal. But again, if you know that up front, it's like, all right, I can pick the option I want. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're going to make it clear with a carrier like that, that, um, yeah, there's pros and here's the, con- you know, the cons are we can't specifically identify historical performance right. with regards to this product. The company will say that they can by showing you uh, dividend performance, but that's not the same thing. It's not. Um, and then the client is in a position where they, they make up their mind. Well, I think it's good that, um, you know, for, for advisors that are working with you and, and with your organization, uh, you're really putting them in a position where, you know, they can win the sale no matter what. Yeah. They, they I mean, win there's the... no reason to lose that sale or lose that client. Um, at a minimum, keep the conversation going so that it's not one conversation and done because you turned a client off because you're, you're you know, kind of poking holes in their plans. Yeah. And bad mouthing, you know, competitors and such. I mean, that, that turns people off. Like if I, if I try and buy a product and somebody does that, like I'm, I'm turned off. Like you just don't do that, whether it's sales or not, like just don't bad mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, this was great. Um, yeah. Always interesting hearing about your perspective, Steve, on, uh, you know, how to handle these situations. Uh, I, you know, myself, honestly, I've, I've struggled in the past with conversations with people where, you know, I'm explaining the the little nuanced differences between um, like it, like a mass and a guardian. Yeah. When, you know, I mean, I've been in a lot of competition with guardian with regards to disability business. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm championing uh, mass mutual and the, the product and the pricing and the strength of each company is so close yeah. that even as I'm explaining the differences, it's like, you know, I'm like, this just, Sounds like I'm trying to lock down the sale for mass, which I am. But yeah, um, you know, both products are so good, both solutions are so good. I want them to choose me at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you 100. Yeah, 
yeah, with a DI especially, then it's it's a bit of a different. It's different story. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, we'll keep plugging away. If any any advisors out there, um, you know, if you've listened to this in the past and you're not turned on by Steve and his process and how he helps his advisors get in front of people and close business, then um, I, I don't think you've really been listening. So um, <laughs> if you're interested in really, you know, kind of supercharging your business in 2021 and getting in front of some new people and closing business, reach out to Steve Parisi, IBC Global. If you want to talk about Mass Mutual, if you want to talk about brokerage, life insurance, disability, long-term care, reach out to me, Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual Eastern PA, and we'll be back at you next week with a fresh topic. That's good. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Have a good day. You too. Thanks.